This right here is the Twip Alert. You are now listening to Twip FM. Real talk, real awesome. Finally, I'm finally free. Finally, I'm finally me. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie. I am your host. Thank you so much for listening in. You guys, this is going to be a two-parter tonight, so shaking things up a little bit with the BGM Podcast. Um, Our first segment is going to be about online dating, and our second segment is going to be about Black diversity as well as Black stereotypes. So if you are interested in participating in tonight's show, please give us a call. The phone lines are open. Phone number is 718-404-9320. And as always, you can use the hashtag BGN podcast that puts you into the feed to join other listeners live as we talk about various topics and segments throughout the show. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get right to it since uh, we do have the two parters and I want to optimize our time. So I'm going to pass the virtual mic over to our co-hosts. Our co-hosts tonight are LaTanya, Candace, and Nicole. So in that order, please introduce yourself, tell us of any current projects you're working on, and give us your social media shout outs. Hello guys, it's LaTanya. Um, I own sprinklesandbooze.com uh, projects right now. Uh, there's a few that are like in the works that I can't talk about yet. They're going to be pretty awesome. But right now I'm currently super excited about Jeannie, and we're going to represent Black Girl Nerds for the podcast that we're doing with them. Um, I guess that's it. Like, that's the only thing I can kind of talk about right now. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Okay. Candace, right? You said the next person was Candace, I believe. So I'm yes. Gonna start talking. <laughs> um, so, this is Candace on social media, on Twitter. Um, my social media profile is real talker and that just kind of goes back to my film blog real talk um it's realtalkonline.org and i'm also the co-host of cinema noir which is kind of like the sister podcast to bgn we're we're usually on sundays at 6 p.m on blog talk radio so moving on hi this is nicole known as miss china Dow, your man's bff it's been a long time <laughs> currently working on a project or have been working on a project called 100 Dates, where I actually went on 100 Dates, not with 100 Guys. Um, and that blog post will be coming out probably tomorrow. You can reach me on Twitter at ChinaDoll, that's C-H-Y-N-U-D-O-L, or you can go to the blog uh, post, which is all you need to know about men at blogspot.com. All right. <laughs> cool. Glad to have you back, Nicole. It has been a while, and welcome, Candace, to the show tonight. So our topic for our first segment, as I stated before, is going to be online dating. So I'm going to jump into our first question, and we'll do it in this order. We'll start with LaTanya, then Candace, and Nicole. Um, so my first question to you ladies is, what are your opinions about online dating, and has it made dating easier or more difficult? Um, to get to the second part of the question, because it's kind of like 
the first it like entwines um I think that it hasn't like dating is hard no matter what like online offline it's hard it's a hard thing to do um I feel like online dating brought up like different like I guess a different uh like genre of of attraction like people can kind of pick and choose before they really decide like back in the day before the internet like you could go out and be like oh yeah that person's attractive I want to see them and like go out them and see how it goes whereas like you could put more information out there about yourself and like people are like oh okay like I have the option of like looking at the other stats or I could just find you attractive and be a scumbag and like take you out just because I find you attractive so it's like it's made it easier, but at the same time, it made it a little more difficult. Like online dates where people were like, oh, I just found you attractive. I cared nothing about what you do, like whatever. And they're legit just looking to hook up. So it's like, yes and no, I guess is the answer to that. Um, but I think online dating is awesome. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, it's cool. I find it really funny. Um, I tend to laugh off horrible experiences. Um, I've never, fortunately, never been in, like, a dangerous situation, but I also don't put myself in dangerous situations. Like, I've never been like, hey, come into my apartment and hang out with me, or, like, like, I've never been that sort of girl, but I do know people that are like, yeah, I invited them over to my place for dinner, and I'm like, that is crazy. There's, like, no way I would do that, like, ever, but, I mean... I think overall it's cool. It's it's now. It's what we do, and it, it's there to be an easier platform. Um, but dating has never been easy. It's never been an easy situation. So, just for that. Yeah, I have. It's really kind of. Um, it's kind of trial and error, and I don't think it's any more difficult or easier I think it's just another option for me at least I've had horror stories and I've also had I mean not terrible horror stories where I'm just like fearing for my life but um just you know think uh dates that I just didn't click with the guy um which I had the similar similar types of situations um even traditional dating so I didn't really I wouldn't say it's more difficult or easier I would say I would say that I felt like less time is wasted um doing online dating because i can kind of eliminate guys right away <laughs> on on online rather than um you know traditional dating i feel like you know i can see what they're about you know see if i'm attracted to them physically or whatever have share a couple of conversations online but um and then you know decide whether i want to meet the person um so i feel like and i feel like it's kind of a time saver it's also a money saver um as well so and it just i don't know it, it it's it's a crapshoot i think either way and i know a lot of people who are just like oh i don't want to do it because they're scared or they think it's you know just complete bs but again it's it's a crapshoot either way i don't think it's any more difficult or easier um for me i um i think i enjoy both Traditional dating, I think you get to have that uh, in the moment experience. Mm -hmm. If you, if someone approaches you, or if you find someone else um, attractive, but statistically, most relationships that work out are ones that people hook you up with, like blind dates, anyway. So I don't know if that's just 
a great feeling you like to feel with traditional dating, you know. Um, with online dating, I do believe, I don't have any horror stories, but I have funny stories. And, like, those kind of end up in blogs and, you know, we talk about them over and over again. Like, I have a story of a guy we call Dog Boy because he brought his dog first time I met him. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know he had a dog that was in his, in his jacket. But that's a whole other story. But, you know, mm-hmm. those, and he ended up being a very nice person. But it's just, you know, a funny story. Um, I do believe it's easier. Um, and I do believe sometimes when you do online dating, a person can really be whoever they want to be. Mm-hmm. So you you're getting one thing and then you actually go on a date and you end up with something totally different. I feel like that happens either way though. Cause I've been on dates with like the old fashioned dating style and you meet someone you're like, Oh wow, this person like this and that. And then you go out with them again and you're like, who are you? You're mm-hmm. not the person I met. You know, it's, it's honestly like the same. Yeah. Like both right. ways. Like it's, it's difficult either way. It's just that it's more like a, a marketplace online. Like it's like, Ooh, I could select this one or I could pick this one. You know what I mean? Where it's like, out you could kind of do the same thing, but not really. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's more of a library of people, I guess. So, you know, my opinions on online dating, I like it. It works for people like me because I am an introvert. I'm socially awkward. I know sometimes it doesn't come across that way when you're like, okay, you do a podcast. How are you socially awkward? But I really am. Um, You know, I don't look at people in the eye when I meet them and all of that. So online dating is suitable for people of my type. And I like online dating. It's more comfortable for me. But I think it has become more difficult as more of these online dating sites have popped up to be able to filter out a whole bunch of people that you're kind of really not that interested in Mm -hmm. and then not really take the time to get to know people the way we did the old fashioned way. Um, So yeah, um, it's sort of a a catch 22. It, It makes it more comfortable for you to be able to communicate with people who you don't know with strangers essentially but because there's so much to choose from i think it allows people to be a lot more pickier than they mm-hmm. would normally um and and for that reason i i think it has made it very difficult at least in my experience so it also depends on where you live too though with online dating because mm-hmm. if you're in like a really populated area like whatever because i'm in the like i'm in connecticut but i'm like on the new york city like line basically so i get a lot of new york people so i have like a plethora but when i tried online dating when i was living in portland for about a month last year that was i thought a populated area but it was still like a smaller spectrum of people to like select from so it really just depends on like your location too that's like really big with that yeah i mean i i always say because a lot of people are always like oh you know i live in new york city and so a lot of people are like oh new york is like you know, a great place to be single. And I have to remind people it's a great place to continue to be single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's just a great place for, there's a lot of single people here. You're going to meet mm-hmm. a lot of single, single guys here and single women, and you will just continue to be single. You'll go to a bunch of single events. You, you'll meet people who want to, con- who want to like bask in just being single all the time. They want to have exercise all these options. Since there's so many options, they want to continue to exercise them. They don't want to, 
you know, kind of settle down with one person, not when there's like a million other people who, who they can be settling down with. So that's, that, there's kind of a catch-22 when, when a lot of people say, you know, you live in a big city, there's, mm-hmm. there's going to be so many options. I think there's too many options. And as a result, there, just no one's single. really, exactly. Yeah, I understand that. I get that. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> Well, I want to read some of the posts on Twitter. A lot of folks are engaging with us tonight on this topic. Um, When I asked the question, what are your opinions about online dating? Has it made dating easier or more difficult? James Jolly says it's made people lazier. Mm -hmm. Uh, Robert Young says, I don't know if it has made things easier, but it definitely has made it more overwhelming. Hmm. Um, And... I love Mimi says it seems to have made it more time consuming, but increases the chances of finding a decent match. And Latrice says that she met her husband online. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually met somebody that's married someone that they've met online, but I hear. Yeah. Yeah. They happen. They happen like all the time. My best friend met her husband online. And they're still married. Yeah, she's still married too. Yeah, I know three people. It happens. Mm-hmm. It exists, huh? Okay. It's like a unicorn <laughs> in the online dating world. <laughs> what are the worst dating websites and what are the best dating websites? Okay, so I've been out of the online dating scene for a while because I've had a boyfriend for a year, but I like love online dating. I think it's amazing. And I did not meet him online dating either, which is kind of funny, but I didn't. But from what I remember, there's like, (laughs) there's like a scale of like dating websites. Like, it's like, well, for me, it was like match.com, then like, okay, Cupid, and then like plenty of fish. Like, that's like the Jerry Springer like, I guess Match.com was Oprah, and then, like, Plenty of Fish is, like, Jerry Springer. And, like, <laughs> that's, like, how I saw it. And a lot of people were like, oh, it's because people pay money and they're serious about dating on Match. I'm like, no, it just seems like, uh, for me, on Match, people will seem like they really wanted to get to know me. Like, they're like, oh, like, that's so cool that you're a blogger. That's so cool that you do this and blah, blah, blah. But, like, and then okay, keep it in the middle. They were like, I had some of those, and I had some people that are like, send me nudes or, like, whatever. Uh, yeah. And then Plenty of Fish, that's just, like, I don't want to get into that, but it wasn't cute. Like, nothing <laughs> on that site was ever cute for me, like, ever. But um, I think I haven't, obviously, like I said, I've had a boyfriend for a year, and since then, Tinder has popped up. So I'm like, I'm interested. I asked my boyfriend if I could join just to see, like, <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. Like, I'm wow. so curious, but it seems like a cool idea. I'm like, it's kind of cool. It's kind of, like, shallow, but it's, like, still kind of cool, because I have friends that are on it, and they've made, like, like awesome friendships um I have a friend that has her new boyfriend is from tinder and I'm like it sounds kind of cool I don't know but I think the best would be match from when I was using online dating sites and the worst would be like something like plenty of fish because people just don't care (laughs) they really don't and it's like a free brawl and it's horrible and I just felt dirty. Like, I felt like I had to take a shower after I, like, opened up a message <laughs> or anything on Plenty of Fish. But that's just me. I, um, I you know. Oh, go ahead. 
Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, um, I have been wanting to join match.com and I just have not, because the only reason, you know, I've been trying to kind of stick with the free websites because of my budget, <laughs> truthfully. Um, but I know a lot of people who actually have shared that same sentiment that, you know, people who pay for dating websites are, you know, more serious about it. They're going to, they're going to invest their time and effort in trying to find the one, so to speak. Um, and so that's kind of where, I want to set my sights, you know, eventually to, to get on the, um, the, the ones that are paid, including, um, match as well as eHarmony, which we haven't mentioned, but I hear, um, the two, two of the three people I know who've been married off of dating websites were from eHarmony. I tried eHarmony um, for like a second, but they are asking me way too many questions and I couldn't do they it. They did. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, you know what, I'm done with this. I can't, you're asking me way too many questions right now. I can't do so. I, I think they have like 200, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, cause I actually, I do eHarmony whenever, like, I don't know if you guys ever seen the commercials where it's just like free, free Valentine's day weekend or something like that. I always jump on, I have like a pretend <laughs> website and I, and I jump on it during those times. So I get on it for like three to four days and I try to talk to as many people as possible. And I'm like, I'm only on it for three to four days. Please email me X, Y, Z, you know, whatever. But, um, <laughs> so that's kind of a side thing that I do. Um, primarily, <laughs> primarily, I do okay, Cupid. Um, and I'm not going to say this perfect because I've definitely met some idiots on okay, Cupid. I've also met some good guys. <laughs> I've also met some good guys on okay, Cupid that you know whether you know maybe we just click um, as romantic interests, but you know some people who I actually you know think are normal and think people who I think are you know worthy of at least a friendship um i i tried this other site oh another site i tried um that's actually paid and they have sometimes free weekends is um how about we which is really good one of the things that i like about how, how about we it's you know that you're going to go on a date with this person like like you know you get on how about we and you basically come up with a with a ideal date for that moment like hey i feel like going to uh, I don't know for instance wine tasting and whoever responds and if you like that person you go out oh, instantly that's with that so person cute. so cute i've never heard right that. oh that definitely so get cute. on it definitely get on it if you can i can't um, it's really cool boyfriend he'll kill me oh, right. i want to like do all these dating websites and he won't let me i'm like i'm not gonna really like be with them i just want to like <laughs> like i kind of miss on research like, yeah research there you go <laughs> um really hated that i tried um for about maybe three days was Zeusk. Have you guys heard of that? Oh one? yeah. I've it's done pretty Zeus. terrible. Yeah. It's horrible. I, <laughs> I, I pretty much it's free, but I pretty much was only getting nude pics from guys and, wow. and they're just like with like length size. And I'm just like, I cannot with any of you right now. Yeah. I've never heard of that one either. Yeah. Don't bother. <laughs> like a low rent version of okay cupid oh, yeah horrible. i'm telling you that's plenty of fishes that's like it's horrible yeah yeah i've done i've done plenty of fish um zeus okay cupid match um eHarmony, <laughs> uh and then even niche sites um which i guess we can talk about that too uh i've done christian mingle i've done afro romance which is an interracial dating website um i've done black planet yahoo personals so i've done pretty much the whole gamut wow of, uh, you're just sites. on some stuff i've never even heard of i'm like what yeah, I know. 
Yeah, I never heard of Afro romance. That's, that's really cute. I that like sounds that. really good, actually. <laughs> I, I haven't had much luck on it. If you try it, <laughs> let me know if you have any luck. I haven't had any luck so far. But um, my favorite, I would say, I know a lot of people are upset about with the findings on OkCupid, but I've actually had a little bit of luck with OkCupid. Um, and I think as far as the worst uh, dating website, definitely is Plenty of Fish. It's it's really like a high end version of Craigslist. It is like, <laughs> horrible. Oh, horrible. So, yeah. And Nicole, I think we skipped over you. What's your uh, worst and, and best dating website? I'm going to take it. I think you guys have been on tag before. So, <laughs> 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 let's take on tag. No, uh, that is actually cool. below P- Plenty of Fish. Yeah, trust me. It's way well below uh, Plenty of Fish. I think I love, love, love Tinder. That's my favorite one. I don't think it's as shallow as people say. I think it's actually kind of cute that... I want to be on it so bad. Like, I have to tell my boyfriend that. I love like, it. I love I it. I want to be on like, it so bad. <laughs> you both have to swipe. So it's like, yeah. if, if that person will never know if you were hot for them. And they didn't. That's <laughs> they like really Unless cute. they were hot for you. <laughs> I think it's a cute idea. And I'm all about that. I think it's cute. Yeah. So you really don't have to deal with the rejection part. You know, it's kind of like a win. It's like, oh, okay. So I love Tinder. Um, POF to me is a good site to get on if it's someone you already like have known in the past. Like I've had people who I've known, and they're like, "Hey," and I'm like, "Hey," and I'm like, "What do you want?" Because <laughs> you know that person already. They're like, "Well, what are you doing here? Well, what are you doing here?" So it's kind of, kind of, you know, it's kind of cute because it's like, oh, maybe they were shy to say something to you in person in real life, or mm-hmm. I've had that before, like, I would never thought I would see you on here, okay, and, you know, you can have a date for that. I've had successful dates from uh, Black Planet. I actually have, have relationships that have come from online dating, so I'm a fan of it. I wouldn't say that I'm totally against it, you know, um, and I mean, like, my, the Black Planet one, two years with one mm-hmm. guy. And plenty of fish. I'm currently talking to someone from there, but that's someone I already knew, you know, of in the past. Um, You're the one success story. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but like I said, Tinder is my new thing. I really, I tell everybody about. Do you have Tinder? Have you tried Tinder? It's so cool. I'm gonna get him to let me do it because I just want to get. because I, I'm, you know, I don't have, I don't have a Facebook page, so I'm not very um, aware of it. I mean, I'm not sure really how it works. Is it really, you just picking, you're just looking at pictures and just kind of doing a thumbs up, thumbs down and going about your day. Is that it? Yeah. Like, is there any? Small bio though. You have a small oh, they bio. Do. You know, yeah, okay. A little bit. Like I'm... small, like name, height. Okay. <laughs> 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 Got it. So taking it to Twitter really quick, uh, we've got a lot of comments. We have Shanta Fabulous who says that the worst is Tinder. I put out the question about the best and worst dating websites. Ashley D says, so far, okay, Cupid is the worst. Best <laughs> haven't found one, but Soul Geek has worked for a few friends of mine. So Ashley, you need to put me on to Soul Geek because I haven't heard of that one. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah it does sound good. The only niche site that I'm aware of that is um, about the nerd subculture is blacknerddating.com. 
I don't know if you guys have checked that one out. Um, okay. I first heard about that, I think it was like sometime early last year. And I went onto the site and it was, it had just launched and they didn't have that many profiles up there. So it was kind of a waste of time when I set up my account with them, but I haven't been on it lately. So I don't know if it's more fleshed out now that it's been almost a year since they've been online, mm -hmm. but that's a site to look to. Um, and then also on Twitter, let's see, Robert Young says, I've done all of those match and OK Cupid has been the best for me, best in quotation marks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then a hot damn mess says, Lord, I didn't realize there were so many sites. <laughs> so many yeah, girl. I've been on all of them. Uh, My question is, if there's so many sites, why uh, are we all single? <laughs> I mean, really, for real, that, 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 that is the question that I ask myself. I, I really don't know. I mean, and I've had many blog posts. If you go to blackgirlnerds.com, I've written many, many posts about my um, online dating experiences. It's actually kind of a series. It's called My So-Called Online Dating Life. And I talk about my experiences and sort of my expectations and I do set my expectations just slightly higher just because, you know, I feel like I, I don't want to have to settle. So things like I, I really would like to meet a man that doesn't have any children just because I don't have any children. Um, I, I really would like to be with someone that doesn't have any kind of baggage, um, you know, as far as someone that maybe has never been married. Um, but I'm willing to make exceptions if it's the right guy and we, you know, exactly. we mesh well together. Um, and, and even if he does have a kid, and the reason why I say that about the, the kid situation is because I did date a guy once that had a kid and there was just a lot of drama that came as a result of it. And his baby mama was calling me morning, noon and night and stalking me. And it, it, it was just way over dramatic. So that's why I'm just like, I, I just want to eliminate that. Like, I have not, I don't have any kids. I don't have any kind of baggage. I, I want that same expectation for my partner. Um, so yeah, and, and for me, the dating pool is a lot more shallow because as I get older, that's a hard thing to ask for. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, um, you know, I, right now I'm not actively looking like I used to, but um, that's kind of why it has, I guess, been a little bit harder. And I'm going to get to another question in a moment. Um, that probably a lot of us are curious about. Um, but do you guys that, um, well, Candace, you're single too, correct? So, do, I mean, do you find that you have sort of a, a similar issue with your expectations or why do you feel like you're still single as well? You know, I get this question a lot from just random people. Um, I think one is because I, I, I do want a certain thing. Um, I think as I've gotten older, um, your priorities shift, your values shift, you come to recognize things about yourself that you do not recognize um, earlier, I mean, you know, earlier in life. And, you know, as you're continuing to evolve and as you evolve, um, your interests evolve, evolve as well. Um, and yes, I do want, I'm looking for someone kind of specific, but I don't even want to say specific. I just want someone to at least fill in like certain, certain values that I respect in myself or in some that I am looking for in another person. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's, it, it's 
so many complexities. I really can't quite pinpoint why, but I right. do think, you know, one, you know, what I, I will continue to say that black women do have it, have specific unique challenges that we face that I think that women of other races don't um, identify with. And as mm -hmm. a result, it puts us in a very kind of a quote unquote niche box. And I hate to use that term, but I feel like that's how we're categorized. Mm -hmm. um, and as a result, it kind of just makes us, you know, more of a, an enigma, so to speak. Yeah. Which is yeah. really lame, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's but it's true. You're totally right. Yeah. Yep. So then that brings me to my next question about Black women. Um, do you find it harder as a Black woman to find love online than your non-Black friends? Yes. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Because, um, well, for me anyway, I always, I'm sure this happens to all of us, but um, I get a lot of um, either Black guys telling me I'm acting white or I, I'm into weird mm -hmm. stuff or like whatever. And then I get the white guys that are like, oh, you're cool for a Black girl or oh, <laughs> you like are into all this alternative stuff for a Black girl or oh, I've mm -hmm. never been with a Black girl. So it's very mm -hmm. difficult, which is why like when sometimes you get once again the unicorn, the online dating unicorn where you'll just like, oh, you're cool and I don't see your race. Like, no matter what race they are, they're just like, oh, you're cool. You're into this stuff. But I'm going to say 80% of what I got when I was online dating was one or the other. Like, the black guy saying, oh, you think you're better than me. Or, like, oh, you act white. Or you're into, like, weird stuff. Or, like, whatever. And then I had to, like, defend myself <laughs> to yeah. them. And then you get the token, like, you're the token brown girl for the white guy. So... It's very difficult, I think. I think it's a totally different realm for Black women in general. I have a lot of white girlfriends that are like, oh, yeah, you know, I have, I don't have any of that. Or they never mm -hmm. get questioned. And it's just something you, you have to know you're going to deal with if you're going to go into online dating. It's just mm -hmm. over the years, it's always been the nature of the beast. And it's, it doesn't seem to be going away. So that's just what it is. And it sucks. Yeah, it's it's interesting how many times I've heard from black men who looked at my profile and have asked me, um, hey, do you date black men? And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm black. Yep. And obviously, that's not, you know, <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't imply, obviously, there are plenty of women who, you know, strictly date a certain other type of race, which is fine. But I'm, I'm constantly having to come to my own defense. I'm just yep. like, yeah, I'm, I'm black. I mean, you know, I have like these kind of a quirky things in my profile like yes I do like kayaking and yes I know pretty much every lyric to every Aerosmith song <laughs> and you know I do have these quirky things that I think people are or for whatever reason very confused by like who am I trying to be and I'm like I'm not really trying to be anyone except myself yeah, but nice. um yeah oh to answer your question oh sorry uh, answer, <laughs> I started babbling. I'm sorry. Um, and yes, yeah, to answer your question, I do think again that we have um, unique challenges that we face as Black women, and I think that I think in some cases, some of my white female counterparts aren't. I don't want to say aren't as picky, but one people aren't picky toward them because yeah, they are. I, they kind of have the 
the you know the oyster is theirs basically mm -hmm. and also they i feel like they're not they're not being as discerning they're just like i'm just gonna date everybody that comes my way <laughs> and and me i'm just like i i like to be a little more discerning because again i don't want to waste their time most important most importantly i don't want to waste my time so yeah nicole what about you well i'm uh the view that black women don't date enough i feel like a lot of times with black women we are we like date a little bit and then that's our boyfriend or we date a little bit and then that's our husband fiance baby daddy you know um and i think there's actually nothing wrong with going out on dates now i do believe you should have some discernment i mean not just to go out with anybody like oh let me just you know be an open open <laughs> open book or revolving door into your life of dates but I do think that's why one of the things that sparked me to do 100 dates is that we don't date enough. And sometimes we think we absolutely know what we want in a person or, you know, in a male and a mate, but it changes throughout our lives. It you does. know, and I think really sometimes, if, sometimes if you go out on these dates and you open yourself to that, you can learn a lot about yourself. Even if it's not, uh, to me, I guess what I think of a successful date may be different what other people think. So it may not be successful as and you end up in a relationship with that person. But I think someone mentioned it before. It could be that you do develop a friendship, you know, or you do develop something with that person. And maybe I've done it before. Like, I don't think you're good for me, but, hey, let me hook you up with my friend. I swear I've mm -hmm. done it before. <laughs> and mm -hmm. actually have those, those people get married. <laughs> so, you know, um, I just believe we should. We should be open to dating uh, more, more so. I do think there are, I've, of course, come across those same things with all races, not just outside the race of guys saying, oh, I've never, you know, and I, I, I'm very sassy, so they'll say, I've never been with a black girl. I'm like, they're not going to be with one today either. You know? <laughs> 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 nothing guarantees that we're going to hook up from this day. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I do, I do think you should weed those type of people out who just you want really that experience. Should. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, because that's not what I'm here for. And some people may be, but, you know, if that's not what you're there for, you should definitely state that and let them, you know, know that. But I've had the opposite, too, where uh, guys don't even mention race and they just talk about, you know, you just keep on going through life. And I think you should just be open. I'm an open person. You guys know I'm kind of an open book when it comes to my dating and relationships. And I've dated, you know, different types of uh, guys, different races. And one thing I found out to be true is that a man is a man. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, you know, like we all have our differences culturally and stuff, but at the, at the core of it, a man is a man. So, um, like I said, I just think as black women, of course, we can have those, those faux pas and those things that come up, but that's just part of our life and part of our experience, you know, but I do know for sure that there are people out there who want to date black women, black men and men outside of the black race who love black women. Mm -hmm. What are some of those? Can you give some suggestions of dating websites where you've found some success for, for black women? Like I said, for me personally, I just started Tinder about like a month or two ago and oh. have honestly been on some successful dates from that. Um, like I said, my thing was, the, um, what is it, eHarmony? And mm -hmm. um, I can't remember the other one that, that you do have to pay for. Mm -hmm. Match? I have. 
Yeah, matter of fact, I have not had a successful date because, like I said, I'm not paying for a date. (laughs) 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 But I do know people who have had successful Mm -hmm. dates after that, and I think just because of that reason, like if a person feels like they have to have an investment or if they put money in it, there seems to be a little bit more serious about it. So those would be my top three. Okay. I, for me, um, you know, I, I definitely feel like it is harder for us. Um, I think it's even harder um, for me because I don't fit into a type. Um, I'm either, and this will overflow into our, our next segment, which um, we'll get to in just a moment, but I feel like I'm not um, black enough for black men when I'm online dating, mm-hmm. and then I'm too black for non-black men. Uh, so... I'm, I'm like uh, Candace mentioned, you're into all of these various quirky things, and, and so am I. And, you know, people are trying to peg me into something, and, and they can't because <laughs> I'm into so many different things. And um, I think that's why it's been really difficult for me. And I see a, f- a lot of folks on Twitter talking about a lot of dating sites that are structured to um, be kind of racist. And even for people that are dating, um, same-sex dating that are homophobic, like eHarmony, um, Akita Harada says eHarmony is racist, sexist, and homophobic. They won't do interracial, interreligious, or gay matches. Um, and I've heard that as well about eHarmony. Um, and I've also heard about OKCupid um, having a structure to where um, black women are actually seen as less desirable compared to white women and Asian women as they're selected by white men, black men, and Asian men. So I, I think it's very interesting the way these sites are structured, um, and I guess this could go into a longer conversation about how black women are represented in, in mainstream media, because I feel like sometimes that has a bit to do with it as well, um, with standards of beauty and things of that nature, but um, I, I do. I, I feel like it is harder for us to find love online, and many of my non-black friends have never really had a whole big issue with that. Um, so I'm sure there's a lot of variables involved. As for me, it would have to do with my personality. Um, but I think race also, sadly, I, I think it does play a factor. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so uh, I'm going to move on to our next segment, which uh, we will be talking about race a whole lot on this discussion with Black diversity and Black stereotypes. And the reason why this topic started was when um, Black Girl Nerds had launched early on, Candace wrote this very profound topic, which was about a dating experience that she had, um, which was called My Black is Your Black, um, or My Black is Not Your Black, and That's Okay. And if you go to blackgirlnerds.com, you scroll down, it's actually one of the most popular posts on our site, and even to this day, people still comment on it. Um, I think it was published over a year ago because she basically stirred a conversation that's been the elephant in the room for a lot of us as um, people of color. So I wanted to start by asking Candace this question, um, your post that you wrote, tell us a little background about it and why do you think it still resonates with so many readers? Um, well, a little background was, again, I was on OkCupid. Um, which is my primary dating site. And I was talking to this black man who I, you know, we were talking back and forth for 
maybe four to five days. I don't think it was a full week. And we were having a pretty decent conversation. Um, actually, this was right around the time of Trey Martin, Trey, Trayvon Martin's case. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking a little bit about that because I think, you know, um, we had both said we both described ourselves as people who like to, you know, discuss things and, you know, whether it be political or social, we like to kind of, um, you know, clear the air and just basically, you know, pick each other's brains that way. And so we were doing that a little bit. Um, we did talk a little bit about the Trayvon Martin case and um, we were just kind of talking about, you know, he kind of did say that, you know, he's into, you know, certain types of things. And I said I was into certain types of things, but I, they, they were things that kind of complemented each other. And I can't remember what they were right now, but there were things that we can obviously, um, you know, I think that we can find a common ground on. Okay. And, you know, we were having a good conversation, decided to go out and all of a sudden, so I, I sit down and oh, oh, what I should say first, I was really attracted to him. Like I was surprised that he actually looked like his picture. I was like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was super excited and he was tall, which is, yes, one of my things that I look for. I'm a tall girl. Um, and so, you know, we sat down and we started talking the conversation was aggressive but it was it was fine we were kind of getting to know each other and i think we were both kind of nervous in, in the beginning as well and then um he started just kind of asking me these really random questions um you know i think i said at one point that i had lived in south carolina for a certain amount of time and i you know i had family there and i go there often and he's like oh you know like what did he say? He said something along the lines of, oh, um, were you were you raised on a farm? And I'm like, actually, I was raised in Boston. And then that was a question. He was just like, oh, like, do you have like any what what color are your friends was his exact question. I was just like, wow, what color are my friends? Wow, green green and orange. Like, I was like, what the hell? Like, They're Oompa Loompas. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just like, you mean like the racial background? He was he was just like, yeah, I mean, like you seem like you're kind of into a lot of different things. I think at one point I mentioned I was, I like kayaking and, you know, we talked a little bit about music and I was telling him about the the diverse, you know, music selection I have, which ranges from Jay-Z to Guns N' Roses, for instance, or Queen or somebody like that but he was he was very like you know he was very quick to say on several different occasions um you know i'm i'm like a pro pro black dude you know i went to the trayvon martin rally okay i didn't go to that rally but that doesn't make me less passionate about it i don't think but i felt like you know oh and before before he even like kind of delved into that a little bit he was like oh um do you are you familiar with the name trayvon martin i was like yeah, not only did we talk about it online, but I feel like now in, you know, in the midst of this blackness interrogation that you're giving me, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not cool with the line of questioning, but, but um, you know, I was, I was cordial because he wasn't being, he kept on saying, well, I thought I was being cordial, but he did keep on saying, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't want to work you up, but I was just like, 
you know, I'm getting at one point, yes, I did get defensive because I'm tired of these questions that mm-hmm. that seem to be questioning my blackness. Oh, you know, what are you? Oh, I'm black. What do you mean? black? Like what? Like where are your parents from? I said, my parents are from Boston. Like they're from America. And so he was just like, you know, no. Well, what about what about your grandparents? He was like trying to find like the seed. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I'm not as complex as you're as you're making me i'm not like this mystery it is yes i'm black and yes i do like aerosmith or yes i'm black and i do like to kayak or whatever you know things that he was just like marveling at not in a sense that he was fascinated by but he was scrutinizing and um that's what kind of sparked that and you know why i think it has resonated um i think it's something that I've never really had the opportunity to really discuss. Um, mm. And I'm better at writing things down than talking about them. But just because I feel like I, 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 I get to all the points that are in my head more clearly online than I do uh, in person. Um, and I think that, you know, it's just something that we don't really talk about. And, I, and, and when I talk about and what I'm referring to is not just the black community, but also when I look at black media sites, I don't find a lot of myself on those sites either. I mean, right. there are certain, I mean, a lot of people are just like, oh, you know, mainstream media has, you know, all these images against us, but black, black media also, I don't feel connected exactly. to it on a certain level. I mean, yeah. obviously there are things that I'm just like, okay, I can find that here that I won't find on say Vogue or something like that. But in terms of the complexities of being black, being a nerd, being all these other things, they don't, they don't really cater to me like that. So um, in, I think it's just connect, I think it connected with people just because it's just not said, you know, mm-hmm. this isn't mm-hmm. a discussion that we talk about because we're not supposed to talk about these type of things that are considered non-black, essentially. You're not, because I think a lot of people, when they talk about things like this, they think that you know people think they're they're trying to be better than them they're trying to be different they're trying to disassociate from being black or all these various things that have nothing to do with the fact that they're just trying to express their own views Mm -hmm. so i think it just kind of hit a chord that way and and, you know again it's not something that i i've said very often it's not something that i've seen very often i think it's just kind of was an isolated thing that kind of just blew up yeah and moving on to um, Latanya with this question, why why do you think black people are stereotyped so heavily? Honestly, I really have no clue. <laughs> um, I feel like for me anyway, living in Connecticut, um, I'm around a lot of white people. I live in a very rich area. I'm around a lot of white people. I was raised around a lot of white people. I've never had more stereotypes than from black people. Like Candace just mentioned, I don't, when I look at other, I'll seek out other black, like, you know, publications or like other, other shows or whatever. And I'm like, I don't really fit fit this mold. Like, I like, I'm like, yeah, I get some of that, but not all of it. And in the black community, it's like all the stereotypes of what I'm supposed to be comes mostly from black people that I meet with in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. In the in New York City too, honestly. Like I'm like, oh, why do you like this? Or why do you read comic books? Or why are you going to Comic Con? I'm like, because that's what I want to do. <laughs> and I think it's just 
honestly, for me, I feel like a lot of Black people would love to be involved in that, but they, there's a fear of it for some reason. Like, it's just like, you want something different, go for it. But they don't. It's just like, oh, I'm too afraid to do that. Or that's weird. I'm not going to do that because that's not Black. Like, that's not a Black thing to do. And I'm Black. and I have to represent my Blackness and blah, blah, blah. Yes. It's like, you don't have to do that. So... Yeah. I honestly have no clue why it's a thing. Like, I I mean, if I went for it and I'm, like, afraid of everything, then, like, why can't the next person? You know, it's like, just go for it. If you're into that, cool. Like, one of my best friends, I've known her since pre-K. She's Black, and she tells me all the time, like, oh, I would have never, like, did this if it wasn't for you. Like, she's always afraid to, like, watch certain shows or, like, look at certain things or go into... She wouldn't go into Hot Topic with me one day. I was like, oh, I'm going to go into Hot Topic, because why not? And she's like, oh, I don't go in there. Like, Black people don't go in there. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Just go into the Hot Topic. And she went to favorite store, and it's, like, 2014, and it was, like, so, like, 2001 or whatever. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, yeah, it's so great, and there's great teachers. But it's just, like, I think it's, like, a underlining fear in my world of Black people that want to try different things, but they're just they're weirded out by it or they're just like, oh, that's not black. I, I won't mm -hmm. represent my blackness if I go outside of the the box. But that's just in this area, it seems like that's the case. Because once you turn them on to something, they're like, oh yeah, this is actually kind of cool. <laughs> but like, mm -hmm. they don't ever want to like, go unless you push them or they'll question me they won't they won't go outside of that box that quote-unquote black box right right um, at all so it's like it's really weird i i really have no clue why that's a thing uh we have a caller so i'm oh, gonna awesome. go ahead and bring them on the air you're on the air with black girl nerds what's your name and where are you from uh, uh, the caller hung up i'm sorry about that oh okay our caller hung up um Yes, I totally agree with you, LaTanya, about what you said, and um, I want to get to Candace and Nicole's thoughts on this, but I feel like we just put ourselves in really tiny boxes sometimes, and it's not, and I've mentioned this, I did a podcast um, with Fan Bros, and we touched on this subject. I feel also there's a huge responsibility on uh, white, street, white mainstream media, and that white supremacy has a lot to do with um, having black people be listed as monoliths so to speak when it comes to our culture and our, our interests and in music and um, fashion and things of that nature because the images that you see of us mostly on television is um, you know the images of black people being into just hip-hop and rap music and wearing saggy pants and all of these and reality tv is the worst when it comes to its depiction of black women and I just feel like it's it's so frustrating, um, and Candace touched on this earlier, of not seeing yourself in media spaces, and definitely in Black media spaces, you're absolutely right. I think um, Black media has a huge responsibility, and I'm very disappointed by a lot of the things that I've seen on BET, but BET really isn't Black media, is it? Um yeah. So I, you know, it, it, it's, it's very sad that we still want to kind of peg each other in boxes, but I feel like we don't really, we don't give each other enough um, opportunity to know that there's a lot of diversity in black culture. 
and mm -hmm. that we're we don't give ourselves enough credit for being actually more diverse than than what we've been led to believe and i feel like you can strongly embrace your blackness and mm -hmm. also embrace very diverse things at the same time i don't think one cancels the other out <laughs> mm -hmm. so yes. um that that i think that's the problem sometimes with us um as a culture that we feel like being black only means this specific thing and mm -hmm. that if you're into something that's not a part of black culture then you know by default that makes you white that makes you an oreo whatever um i can be into rock music and still embrace and empower what it is to be a black woman yep. um so th I, that's the conversation that we need to continue to have and mm -hmm. also educate ourselves because when we talk about rock music rock music isn't really stemmed from white culture right it actually not. was it's from not black at all culture. So mm -hmm. these are the things that we, we need to continue to talk about when we refer to stereotypes and um, all of those things that unfortunately um, has pegged us into being in these tiny boxes. Candace, what's your thoughts on uh, why black people are stereotyped so heavily? Um, I think there's an accepted stereotype that's been just long time, you know, just been kind of doctrinated for just for a long time and I think it's kind of been accepted although accepted not I, when I say accepted meaning it's just there and no one can really it seem it seems as though no one can really you know contradict it but you know a really smart person said to me a couple of months ago do not give your power away do not say you know there's a lot of people i know that blame everything on the white man and yes mm -hmm. there's a lot to blame and, and and especially back when we were a little less powerful than we are now we're doing great things however we're still giving away our power we're giving away our voice we're giving away the opportunity for us to even contradict something, you know, contradict an image. If we don't like an image, create a new one, you know, mm -hmm. or don't watch that one. You know, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of animosity toward this, what's, you know, this image, but no, I feel like, you know, we're making some, um, we're breaking some ground, of course, on, you know, our own, like getting our own media personalities and things like that. But, you know, we can't, there, there comes a point where you just can't continue to blame mainstream media. You also have to say, what are you doing to contribute to that? You know, I mean, what are you doing to, um, to alle alleviate that? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of, I think it's kind of twofold. I think, you know, we have more power than, than we think, and we need to start using it. Um, what was I going to say? There was one more thing. Uh, I can't, I can't remember what I was going to say, but, um, <laughs> I, but yeah, I do think, you know, I just think that we need to continue to, uh, well, I also think there is one thing that I think people, because I, I think part of the reason why we're getting such, or at least for me, I feel like I get a little more scru scrutiny from um, my black counterparts um, is because we have not learned we have not taught ourselves to appreciate the complexities of our community. I feel like that's still something that is still long coming. And so anytime you see like, you know, a black girl nerd or a black girl nerd site or anything like that, it's like an enigma when it really shouldn't be. Black girl nerds have been around forever. We're just now mm -hmm. recognizing them. Yep. And it's still considered a niche. That's crazy to mm -hmm. me because, you know, I, I feel like, 
I grew up with a lot more black nerds that black girl nerds than people like to um, like to even uh, acknowledge. And I think that a lot of us have, but we're just not saying we're not living out loud. We're living and under this like burden where we're just like, oh, we have to, we're 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 burdened by our own stereotypes. You don't like that stereotype. You change it. You know, you have more power than than, than. you can't continue to perpetuate these stereotypes. Mm hmm. Right. Nicole, what's your thoughts on that? <clears throat> well, okay. Wouldn't I be the China Dow way if I didn't shake things up a little bit? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I do believe that some stereotypes are based on truth. I'll be the first to tell you that I love fried chicken. And I will go buy a watermelon as soon as they're right, okay? That's going to happen. And I have no problem eating it around all of my white friends. I don't <laughs> Of um, I think it just comes to a point in your life where you get comfortable with self and you tell everyone either take it or leave it. And I'm at that place where uh, this is who I am. I used to have a big problem with stereotypes, especially coming from Gary, Indiana, black girl coming from Gary, Indiana. And most of the time that I met people after speaking for a while, like, oh, where are you from? And I tell them, like, oh, you don't talk like you're from here. You don't act like you're from here. And I thought that was the funniest thing. And I'm like, exactly how does someone from Gary act? <laughs> you know, or talk? Because we did give you Michael Jackson. Thank you very much. And the whole Jackson family, you know. But um, among other people, but I just, I, I, so I think I, as the younger, when I was younger, I came through the world like, oh, I have to prove uh, you know, everyone that people from, you know, Gary or little boy, you know, black girl or big black girl from Gary, <laughs> you know, can talk this way and act this way and be this way. And, you know, just get to realization, I don't have to do that. I know doctors and lawyers that come from where I come from, you know, very successful people. Um, I know psychiatrists and psychologists that come from where I come from. So, you know, I don't have to do that anymore. Um, I feel like I don't reach out maybe to a larger uh, audience, but I feel like when I come in contact with whoever I come in contact with, just by being who I am, that should break those within itself, you know? Mm -hmm. um, humor for me is healing, and so I use a lot of, uh, you know, jokes and things to, to break the ice with people. And then I think it's great to talk about those more difficult things, you know, as far as race, as far as stereotypes, because there are some out there that just are not true, you know, mm -hmm. uh, we can talk about that. But we're not the only one. I have, I've had my own stereotypes and I've thought of other people and they have broken those for me. So um, I think when you start to come from a place of learning and being a student of life, you know, and coming to the reality that we're all a human race, and I know it sounds cheesy, but I mean it from the bottom of my heart, we're a human race, you know, and you want to come in tune with that then that's when you can start breaking down things, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, everybody's just, at the end of the day, at the core, we all want to be accepted. We all are still those little boys and girls who we were growing up who, you know, oh, wait, is this okay? Oh, no, wait, is this okay? Should I act this way? Should I do this? <laughs> we still have that within us, you know, and we still want to be accepted by other people, you know, but I think when the true acceptance of self comes and you realize that you have a lot to teach and a lot to learn, then that changes a lot of things around you. Yeah, it definitely is our responsibility to, like, kind of put out there, like, like, yeah, I love fried chicken, but I also love, like, <laughs> rock, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely up to the individual to make that, break that 
barrier. Like, I, I agree with you. I and a lot of people, a lot of white people like fried chicken, too. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, too. when I go to Popeye's, I'm not lying to you. <laughs> it is always filled with a ton of white people. I'm just saying. Exactly. So, um, but, okay, so I'm going to take it to Twitter because a lot of comments on this. Uh, Camilla Harris says black establishment and mainstream with black segregationists have built this monolithic logic, even though we are not a monolith. Good one. Uh, JD Vieira says that's exactly why we do have to define or that's it. Why do we have to define our blackness? I don't have to define the other half of me. So why is that important? Okay. So I take it they're biracial. Um, that's true. Um, you don't hear white people having this conversation. Um, it astounds me. This is from Nicole Bennett. It astounds me that in this day and age, black folks still are afraid of stepping outside a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so what are your thoughts about, <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on this. What are your thoughts about reality television and its depiction of black culture and especially black women? It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. That's my statement on that. It's terrible. Like, I'll watch it. Don't get me wrong. I watch it like no other. Mainly because it's entertaining. But I don't want someone, like, that has all these, like, stereotypes or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, this is how all Black women act. And a lot of people will think Mm. that. And it's just like, no, I don't act a damn fool out like at a restaurant i don't like have a two two baby daddies like i'm not that person like mm-hmm. that isn't me but it's entertaining but it's horrible i i think it's absolutely terrible and that's where i'll leave it <laughs> like, <it's horrible. laughs> um yeah i i um i honestly have to say i haven't watched most of what i my twitter my my twitter feed blows up during like loving hip-hop or whatever those shows i don't even know what they're called they're just they're just all run together for me um and so i i I can't really weigh in but the commercials i've seen are kind of cringeworthy to be honest but i think i'm more i'm more kind of offended by um the fact that like my mom first of all my mom is a huge hip-hop head she doesn't she and i like butt heads a lot but She's a huge hip hop head, so she tells me everything about hip hop culture and everything. And so she also um, tells me everything what goes on on reality TV because, per her own like quote, she says that is where you know I could find black women on TV, and why not support that? And I'm just like, mm. okay, that's a good point, and I understand that. My thing is the fact that that seems to be where we're thriving. In that's not even fully true though because if you look hard enough you could find some substantial black women on television like she's not looking hard enough I like, agree. You... <laughs> but go ahead sorry i agree i mean she's also a big scandal head i mean i i don't watch scandal but she's she's a Scandal's big scandal great. head yeah i i heard i heard but <laughs> but um what was i gonna say um yeah i just think that i i'm more offended by the fact that people seem to think that that's all that we got. And I feel like, right. again, we're just right. giving away our power again. We're just, we're just giving, making the, giving the assumption or giving the perception that this is all we have. This is all we're about. And that just, that's the thing that 
offends me. I don't care about reality TV, this specific genre of reality TV. I tend to watch reality TV competition shows like Top Chef and all that. But um, this particular genre, I don't care. Like it can fully exist. But the fact that people think that this is what this is, you know, like my mother, you know, people who are just like, oh, you know, this is what this is where we can see ourselves. And honestly, that's where I draw the line. Like, no, that's that can't be true. <laughs> it's not true. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I, I don't watch any reality TV. Um, I think the only reality TV show I do watch is the... Uh, Oh gosh, the one with oh Shark Tank. Yeah, there we go. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's that's the only one I really watch. I mean, they're all terrible. They really are. And I used to work in television, so I know that reality television isn't really real. It's all scripted. Oh yeah. no. Uh <laughs> alert guys. Uh reality TV is not real. It's scripted. Um, but I just it it's very frustrating to see how black women are represented on these shows because there is a stereotype attached to each of um, the cast members, either if it's, um, and I don't know the name of the shows either, Candace, so Love and Hip Hop, Basketball Wives. Um, I even, I had tuned into R&B Divas because I was very curious about that show, um, seeing some of my favorite R&B stars of the past. And it even started getting ratchet on R&B Divas and, you know, folks <laughs> fighting. And I'm like, why? <laughs> what what is with this whole idea that on these reality TV shows that it always has to be about a competition? It always has to be about some sort of fight that has to ensue. That we always have to see the shortcomings of others and you know exploit that. I just I don't understand that that's now our source of entertainment. And yeah, let's be fair. It's not just black people that are just um, exploited on re reality yeah. TV. You know, Jersey Shore. They get exploited too, but it's. I feel like because there is not that much uh, representation of us on television, and that most of what you do see of us, because now they pretty much condensed a lot of uh, sitcoms with black people. It used to be in the '90s, you could find tons of black sitcoms. You don't really see that that much anymore. So we're looking to each other on reality TV. And as Candace mentioned, and her mom is a way to support. And my mom's the same way, Candace. She's like all about all those reality TV shows. Yeah. And she watches those ugh, Tyler Perry shows too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and she wants to support. And I do too. I mean, I, I, I'm all for support. Um, but I, I like to support shows that are representing black women in a positive way. That's why I love shows like Sleepy Hollow, you know, where there's yeah. a black female protagonist that doesn't conform to a stereotype and even seeing the walking dead with michonne's character i think that those yeah. are those are good representations and characters that we need to see more often in television and that's why i always like to promote and live tweet and get the word out like you need to watch the show you need to support it um that those those are the kinds of uh television content that i want to see in the media but um the yeah device. i yeah, yeah. I, I just I just hate reality TV. And there's a group that I've written posts with and uh, published press releases for called Truth and Reality. 
um, you should check them out. I think it's truthandreality.org. They actually work to try to fight those um, negative stereotypes and images of, of black women on TV because uh, it's it's really hurting us. I, I just feel like there's such a slant when it comes to black women. And again, it, it goes back to how we're represented, how we're seen as monoliths, how we're put into very small boxes. Um, so it, it just, it's very discouraging to see that and that more of these shows are growing and, and this is continuing to be perpetuated. And I feel like by us watching it, I mean, that's, it's just going to continue. Like, I feel like if you don't agree with it, you really shouldn't watch it because you're really kind of contributing to them going, Hey, all right. Ratings are good. Cause they're, I mean, it's, it's a bottom line for TV executives. They just have a bottom line. They're the only color they see is green. So if there is a show out there about black nerds that's positive and a whole bunch of people are watching it and it's getting tons of ratings, yeah, they're going to keep <laughs> creating shows that are about that because it's be making money. Show, I yeah, like they'll, they'll, they'll support that. So I don't, even, <laughs> I don't even think, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm being hopelessly optimistic by saying this, but I, think, I don't think it's always about just, um, I mean, yes, I, I do feel like white supremacy plays a big role in how we're depicted in mainstream media, but I don't think it's always about that. I think also um, that it does have to do with a bottom line also. Um, so anyway, I'm just throwing that into the mix. But um, I want to ask one last question to all of you guys, because I think we're almost towards the end here. What what can black people do to help reinforce black diversity? Just always stand up for who you are, honestly, in situations where that comes up, if someone's going to stereotype you or say something like, oh, you're not supposed to do this, just stand up for yourself and be like, I'm a person. Like, outside of race, I'm a person. This is what I like, and this is who I am. Not every person's the same, Not like, depending on race, you know? So I just would defend who you are in those situations instead of letting it go. Because for years, I did. And I just got to a point within the last few years where I'm like, you know what? This is who I am. Like, deal with it. Whatever. This, I'm not that person. I can't speak for all Black women. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. So that's it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll just echo that. I mean, I think it's, like I said earlier, live out loud. You know, stop trying to be some somebody else. Or try, stop trying to stifle yourself to please somebody else or to appease mm-hmm. somebody else. And I think I will also add is if you see, if somebody is saying, oh, they like, you know, something that you thought was not very indicative to black culture, don't put them down. Don't say, oh, that's, that's, you know, that's white or, you know, and that's, that's something that I've heard all my life, continue to hear all my life, you know, oh, that's a white thing. Or, you know, if you like this type of music, or if you, I don't know, go to yoga or any, any of these things, any of these things, like if, if they're saying things like that, just listen to them, just, you know, be accepting, don't insert your own, you know, because you don't know how your words are affecting that person, you know, so. Yeah. Nicole? Um, I believe that knowledge is still power, and I believe ignorance is not bliss. Um, so I do believe that we owe it to ourselves um, and to others to educate when we have the opportunity to do so. I think sometimes, and that's to other black people and other people outside of our culture, I think we don't do that enough. You can do that without getting into argument or debate. There are some people who are going to believe what they believe no matter what you say. However, if you say what you need to say, I feel like you come out on top. 
you know, because if it does seep in or if it does where maybe you're the only person that ever told them different or let them see something, you know, differently, then you might make that difference within that one person. And I do believe change starts with themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yep, totally agree. And just support uh, websites and podcasts and spaces, whether it's a web series um, or even new TV shows. There's a new TV series coming out called Blackish. Um, just, you know, support those spaces that are really trying to crush uh, black stereotypes, because I think that, um, you know, we really have a lot of power in um, what we consume, whether it's our dollars or or whether it's ratings, and if we redirect that to shows that are sort of going against the status quo, then maybe we'll see a shift when it comes to that. So my my words is just support those spaces that are already promoting Black diversity. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. All right, guys. Well, it's the end of our show. Thank you so much. This was a good one. Uh, got a lot of comments on Twitter. Thank you guys for listening in live. And um, we will resume next week, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will have another two-part podcast. We will have Ashanti from Guardian Princesses. She wrote this really great book that's for kids about black princesses. And also, we will have the cast of Misspelled. Misspelled is a new web series about witches, and all of these witches are women of color. So um, again, promoting spaces that are presenting diversity. Um, so definitely check out uh, our podcast next week while we have those guests on. Thank you very much, Candice. Thank you, Latanya. Thank you, Nicole, for coming on tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Take care. Bye. Finally, I'm finally free. Finally, I'm finally me.